Welcome to another show, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I, I want to talk about something that I feel is, is important. You know, I, I was a middle school football coach for three years. And I, I, I ran my program for a year. And um, it was one of the most enjoyable jobs I ever had. Um, not because I was in the job, but because... <clears throat> the kids really made it worth it. Now, were there some tough days? Yeah, but that's on any job. And that's in, in every facet of education. There are going to be tough days. Teaching is one of the probably one of the hardest jobs to do. But my body of work when I did there at that program, it speaks for itself, especially in the, the year I took over. Uh, I, I really left that program better then I found it. I left it better than I found it. When I was a middle school coordinator, you know, the guy I took over for me was a really good dude. And he he, he was a good administrator um, and, and, and a teacher. And I'm not going to be the guy that tries to disrespect or degrade anybody. That's not going to be me. I, I don't want to do that. But I will say this is that you know, when I got when I when I got it, the the program didn't have a whole lot of money, and I'm pretty sure when he got it, the money, program didn't have a lot of money. You know, I put us a couple banners up in that place, put a, a few put a few banners up in there. Um, but more importantly than that, had about 130 kids on the program, and we were able to turn the program around. To where about 124, 25 kids consistently were passing their classes, right? Were passing classes. About 91% of kids, I think, on the on the, the the worst we had at the you know end of our semester, nine weeks, we had an 85% pass rate. Uh, the best we had was about 95% pass rate. We we were doing some things there in that program that were great, especially at the middle school level, doing tutoring, making sure kids got to tutoring and talk to teachers. And I was communicating with the teachers. I did some things there at that program that were great. A lot of things I implemented that were amazing for those kids. Um, and I, but I had the idea that I knew my time was winding down at that level because three years, I had been there for three years in this one place. And while I knew I loved these kids and I knew I got the big, the, the promotion to run the program, I knew that I did not want to go into another year of being in charge of middle school or be a middle school teacher because I feel like I have done everything I could do there. And that's just the, that's the case. That, that's just what happened. Um, I left to take another job. And now I'm doing a lot of the same things that I was doing there where I'm, you know, bridging and I'm over the freshmen and, 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 and I'm trying to 
build these guys up and and, and, and teach a group of kids how to win at, and at the high school level and what it means to be successful on and off the field. That's what I do, right? And that's what I'm going to do. But I'm going to say this, that when I worked as a middle school coach, what I learned especially being a coordinator was that everybody doesn't like what you're going to do. Even your, your, your coaches, the people on the staff, they're not going to always like what you want. And I was a guy who I wanted to be successful. I wanted, I planned out everything. Everything was laid out. Responsibilities was, were laid out because I wanted people to know and understand what they were walking into and we could adjust, we could talk about whatever and move on. But I saw everybody, got their resume, I talked to everybody, and got a feel, and I laid out responsibilities. I did that, right? Because you got to really set that responsibility list to fit the needs of your kids and the program overall. So that's what I did. And I think, you know, I had a coach that didn't like probably didn't like it um, because I think he wanted a little bit more power, a little bit more. He, You know, nobody likes to necessarily coach the B teams. Uh, but I wanted him, I wanted him to lead another program within the, within the program. I wanted him to lead the, another, another sport. And from the football perspective, I was kind of going to be over that and overseeing that more so than anything. And because uh, I wanted the the, the, the A-teams to be streamlined. I never meant any disrespect by it, but I knew this was what's going to be the, the standard. When I first took over, excuse me, when I first got the job uh, my first year, I was a D2 offensive coordinator, and uh, I, I think I ran the seventh grade Division One team. But... I wasn't the head coach. I just called the plays and, you know, you just, I did it. So I learned how to call, I mean, not learn skills because I've been calling, let's be real, bro. I had been calling plays before and prior when I was in Wichita Falls, uh, when I was coaching for the boys club and doing those type of things. I had already been kind of calling offensive plays and doing all that stuff. Um, and, but I'm not really an offensive guy, but I, I did do that. It was my first year. I broke in. But the eighth grade guys, I had the kids that, you know, the D2 kids, could be team players. Still was one of the most enjoyable years that I had coaching. I still, I could probably remember that year just as I could my my last year when we won the district championship. Um, But I, I made that because that's what I was going to do. And I knew I wasn't going to be coaching basketball that you know anymore I was a head basketball coach as well so it all kind of evened out because I knew I was running the program especially my first two years being a head basketball coach um I I knew kind of how it went but you know I had to have a uncomfortable kind of conversation with one of my coaches because it was like the guy was running me down in in the in, in the program he was talking down on me. He was talking bad about me in the press box on the games that we were recruiting. He was talking, you know, mad cash money crap about me um, because he felt like I was 
doing them wrong and never had a conversation with me. And, you know, I'm learning things about, you know, you know, that was something for me. I was the guy who wanted to make sure relations between coaches was was great and everybody was on the same page. My first two years when I got in that job, it wasn't like that. The coaching staff, I never felt like our coaching staff was was together. I felt like we were fragmented. Felt like we didn't, a lot of people didn't like each other. And that was because of the dynamics of how the administration made it. That, that was their fault. But I'll just say that um, when I became in charge, I wanted to make sure that my coaching staff was tight knit, cohesive. Everybody could talk to everybody. We're sitting here and in the office, and it ain't like somebody got to get up and walk away. Uh, that was something I really didn't. I never wanted. Never wanted that to be the case. And it was. And in the end, it wasn't. But it just goes to show you that sometimes people. They don't respect you because they don't know you and they don't believe you know anything and they think they know more. And just because you don't take every suggestion that they give you um, or that they give you that that, that, that you just basically uh, are dismissing them. And, and But the thing is, is that, you know, damn well that <clears throat> you wouldn't be dragging and talking down on the big guy, the head, the big head coach. You wouldn't do that. And I guess maybe that was one of the ways that people that, that, you know, some people get their promotions is that they go back and report every try a little negative thing about somebody and some, you know, and, 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 and try to be that stooge to try to get that promotion. But that, that, that's never been me. That's never been me. And I, I knew that I wanted to elevate, but I never thought I was going to ever be able to elevate. And that at the, at the high school, mainly because of the coaching staff and numbers, it's great coaches, great people, but everything is a fit. And I don't think I was a guy who fit mainly because uh, I wasn't a guy who could just come come up there and be controlled and told to, you know. Um, twirl in a circle for 10 times and run here and run. A lot of guys don't want great coaches. I, I know they want people who can, who they can tell to do stuff. Unfortunately, unfortunately guys want guys who will not question anything, will not say anything. I get it. And that's, this is the only job that that kind of stuff can occur. When you're a surgeon, you're going to be sitting here and, and, and you're in a, a meeting. You got a lot of voices and a lot of people who, who know things um, and understand certain situations and how we're going to perform this surgery. One person usually isn't doing all of the talking. But in the coaching world, when, you know, people look down upon you and look down on what you're doing, um, they they screw themselves out of a good coach. They screw themselves out of a good person for their kids. All to be and all to have somebody that can just be kind of whipped into shape and, and hey, go get my coffee, go wash my laundry, you know, go hand out these papers. Um, 
and they got their homeboys. Everybody wants to elevate their homeboys. I was a I as a middle school coordinator wanted all my coaches to be promoted. I wanted all my coaches to be successful. And we had five coaches, six coaches there. I think all six of them were gone because everybody wanted to elevate. Everybody had been in the middle school at least two years. Even the guy that I well, that was running me down uh, to everybody in the feeder pattern, uh, I, I I I still wanted was best for him. I still wanted the best. I still want was best for that guy because that was a guy that I had in, in his second year of, of teaching and coaching. And at the end of the year, everything was great. Everything went well, you know, and there was never any problems. But the problem is, is what I have with folk. The problem I have with people is, is this, is that people will do, and I've learned this, people will do anything and everything they can to undercut you so they be successful. I will never, ever undercut a person to gain a position. I will never undercut and talk bad about somebody who I work for and work with. I will never do that. The three years that I was at the job I left, I am thankful for that opportunity and I'm thankful for the people that I work with. I work with a great administration, especially the last two years and the lady who gave me the opportunity, I'm thankful for her every day of my life being as being an educator. Um, and she gave me an awesome reference and I'm thankful for that. But let me enlighten you on something. I'm enlightened to say this. My address changed, but those kids who, those kids who I used to coach in that program, I still love all of those kids. I still love all their families. Um, those people were my family. They became my family. And they will always be my family. And I'll always root for those kids. Where I am now, I'm thankful. I'm proud to be where I am. I'm proud of what we're going to be able to do. And I am like everything else. I'm coming in a situation where I'm trying to change the narrative. I've done that before. And I'm going to do it again. And that's, the, and that's the bottom line. I've done it before, and I'm going to do it again. Is it a higher level? Yes. But the same mentality stays the same. And, and, and we are a creature of habit. I am that man for that job to create that creature of habit, bro. That's what I do. So, you know, what I want everybody to know and understand is that I have no malice, nothing against or upset anybody. Uh... I'm not going to sit here and say that um, I never felt disrespected through the process, but let me tell you something. Everything happens for a reason. God says everything happens for a reason. That's what they say. That God puts you in positions, will not put you in a position that 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 you don't need to be in. And that was obviously a situation I didn't need to be in. And, and, and I look at it now, being where I'm at now, bless and I'm thankful for that. Everything in life ain't about instant success. Everything in life ain't going to be about that. But I do know that I'm going to have a down fund, have fun coaching and creating a culture um, that I have been a part of uh, most of my life. Okay, kid from Lumberton, Mississippi. But, always, but I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this to people. 
you know, you can do whatever you have. You could do, you could be a person that, that does whatever you have to do to try to get a position or a title. But you're going to gain a reputation eventually uh, 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 of being that guy who undercuts people, who did, who, who, who talks down on people you work for. And, and when eventually that's not going to catch up with you, it's going to, it, there is no, there's nothing else really that can be said about it. It's going to catch up with you. It is going to catch up with you. So what I'll say to people is, is this, and I'll go ahead and bottom line it. Uh, so I don't continue to talk your head off. Be real. Be honest. Be truthful. Be be who you be. Be yourself. Be loyal to the people that are loyal to you. And be good to the people who are even good to you. Because even people who have talked bad and, 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 and drugged me down in the dirt last fall. Um, I know that um, I still wanted what was best for all of my coaches last year. I wanted all of them to progress because guess what? That made me look like the administrator that I was because that was because I wanted them to progress. And obviously, I had a group of guys that wanted to be better. Had a guy who had been there for four years. I looked at him and I told him, dude, you need to go do something else because you deserve it. You deserve it. at least be closer to your house. Go do something that where you're going to kind of branch yourself out. And it, it, I know it was tough for him. I know it was tough for him. I mean, I consider him a good friend of mine. But but be be real to yourself. You know, um, don't be go around being mad at people. Don't be upset at somebody because they got a, a position or because you think that they're you're better than them or and low rate and undercut people. That ain't how you handle business. Loyalty. When I become a head football coach. Loyalty will not only travel up, but it will travel down. And that's something that some people need to understand and they need to realize that your title will change. But who you are as a man in the position and how you're impacting the lives of young people, because we're still in the kids business. That's what matters. That's the only thing that matters. Your title doesn't matter. That don't matter. Your impact on the lives of kids is the only thing that matters. Peace.